0: to The Bomb Shelter, your weekly journey through the miraculous world of film. And welcome back to The Bomb Shelter. This is episode number three. The only three. podcast about movies, I think. I the believe. The only
1: one. There's, there's no more podcasts about movies. In fact, uh, podcasts just shut down and Yeah, it's only us left. We're literally the last of us in terms of podcasting.
0: Everyone listened to Natalie Wynn's warning except for us. And I guess we're better off for it or worse off. I can't quite tell yet.
1: We have a monopoly on the market. We're going to be investigated by several trade commissions uh, internationally, apparently. Because apparently we have audience all over the world.
0: Is that we so? Have
1: audience in Mexico. Yes, we have audience. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you our statistics right now. Again, you ready for okay. Some stuff? Okay, before we even start with this episode, you already know the t- what we're going to talk about later. But we're gonna waste your time just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, so, Geo Geogre- g- we we want to thank our fans from Mexico, our fans from the U.S., our fans from Germany, our fans from Spain, right. and our fans from and our friends from Italy. Uh, we wanna very thank- nice. We are very, very, very thankful to you. Um, we want to thank the fact uh, all, all of our audience that is listening to us to these past two episodes i was gonna say past few episodes but it's like oh we only have two yeah um we're very thankful yes
0: i i I have a sneaky suspicion as to who the european listeners are except for the, the the listener or listeners in italy there i have absolutely no idea
1: yeah apparently whoever's listening to us is listening to us from tuscany um which is great Absolutely. Uh, whoever you are in Tuscany, thanks thanks for that. You're very Shout nice. Out. Shout out to whoever is in Tuscany. Max, uh, here's, there's a little thing I wanted to tell our audience before we start all right. chatting, up, chatting up this movie or group of movies that we're going to talk about today. Damn. Uh, first of all, uh, please uh, subscribe to this podcast. We're trying to figure out where else to put it. Uh, right now, it's only on Spotify, and we thank you a lot if you've been listening to it on Spotify, but there are definitely other platforms we're going to try and put it on, and me- maybe, maybe, we're going to try and figure out how to do a video version of this, so the algorithm will be nicer.
0: As, as a matter of fact, I am almost certain that this episode, if you're listening to this episode, you might already be on a platform other than Spotify. I'm going <clears> to <throat> try to figure out how to do that over the next couple of days before... The next episode is uploaded.
1: Wonderful. Uh, And again, just thank you to our audience. Thank you so much. Uh, So, uh, Max, is there anything you wanted to talk about before we go into the movie we're supposed to talk about this week? So,
0: let me tell the audience that our feature presentation this week will be the Emoji (laughs) Movie, uh, the uh, coveted animated classic with some, I mean, just truly... Wild story. But before we do that, I would just like to kick off this uh, new segment that we're going to start doing every week where Pat and I tell you what we watched last week. So this is what did we watch last week? Or maybe 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 we'll we'll use a different, you know, vocal track for that. So (laughs) maybe
1: we're gonna ask someone to do a jingle for us. Maybe. Maybe.
0: All right. So would you like to get us started? For this new segment,
1: oh, I would, I would absolutely love to get this started. So this week, uh, I am, I'm trying to do this thing where I watch movies that I've never seen for the first time, and I don't mean like new releases in theaters. I mean, there's a lot of very popular, some classics, film nerd movies, some classics, uh, modern classics as well that I've never seen. This week, I watched The Hurt Locker for the first time. I thought it was a wonderful movie. All right,
0: Best Picture winner it was The Hurt Locker.
1: Yes, and I was I watched it and I was like this is this is more than just a war movie. This is a really messed up character at the center of it. Really really great movie. I I did not expect it to be as good as it was. I thought it was going to be very stereotypical military dudes doing military things and it wasn't. It was very very intimate and very very messed up and it was wonderful. I really liked it.
0: Very well. Any anything else? What did you watch this week? You...
1: Oh, I watched um Literally today, I watched uh, Spike Jones's Her, Okay, which I had only seen bits and pieces of. I watched it for the first time this week, uh, and I also thought it was a wonderful movie. It is absolutely
0: wonderful. Uh, in, in a first semester class, I had to watch that film, not for any film-related class, but rather for a math class. I think the yeah. lecturer was just kind of sick of teaching that day, and he showed us Her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds. If that's a math class, that sounds like. Look, I'm hungover. Kids like movies. I gotta, I gotta give them some to to watch.
0: Nineteen and twenty year old kids also still like movies. So very well.
1: Every every, I think everyone likes movies. Um, what this this week? I also watched the new John Mulaney special, yes. and it was quite good. All right, he he's a good comedian for sure.
0: And uh, well, yeah, he addresses you know the loss of reputation that he experienced yeah during the pandemic uh times very 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 much head on that was also the first thing that i went out of my way to watch this week the the john mulaney special yeah and uh, i i also had a wonderful time with it laughed out loud a couple of times which doesn't happen very often when you're watching a comedy special by yourself uh, in your room so kudos to that
1: yeah John Mulaney, every time I watch John, because I've rewatched his specials, especially the Netflix ones a bunch of times. And I've rewatched Oh Hello and uh, the Sack Lunch Bunch special a bunch of times. And there's a lot of really great jokes that hit me. Like that uh, focus group sketch from uh, Sack Lunch yeah. Bunch where he's, where he's talking to the kids about the new Koala movie or whatever. Always cracks me up because the way he interacts with the kids where he, the kids are trying to give them the plot of the movie. And he's like, I produced it, but sure. Yeah, I, I, I know that I know the plot. I produced a movie, but sure, yeah. Go ahead. I
0: I haven't the, I think it's the only John Mulaney related thing that I have not seen oh, fully. I've seen bits and watch pieces. I've seen bunch. the the Jake the Jake Gyllenhaal song. Is that Mr. Music? Yeah. The Mr. Music yeah, song. Yeah, it's Mr. Music. That that's the yeah. one that I've seen.
1: Oh man, you have to watch the the whole thing is fantastic. It's so great. And it's uh it's very John Mulaney, which make which means it's super surreal and super dumb and silly because he's a silly guy. I think I don't think if you know this, uh, he's a silly dude. He's a silly goofy dude. Wait, what? He's a silly goofy dude who used to do cocaine. And now Jesus. He has a very adorable baby. Now he has a very adorable baby.
0: That's that's right. Anything else? Do you see anything else this week? No, man. What did what did you watch well, this? week? I started off my week with uh, John Mulaney's Baby Jay. Which I, we've just briefly discussed. I then went into a rewatch of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I feel like I don't need to rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy anymore because after it came out on video on demand, I think I saw it for like two weeks straight every day or oh, every night. It's great. So I, I basically know that movie by heart. And I rewatched yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 this week. I remember the reaction being sort of tempered positive but with some odd standouts and I couldn't understand it back then and I don't understand it now either. I think it's delightful. Probably still slightly worse than the first one but I mean both the Guardians movies in terms of the best Marvel Cinematic Universe films rank at the very top for me so
1: Okay, I I think Guardians Two is also great, but it suffers from the Deadpool Two problem, which is just like it's just it's just as good. It's just not a surprise anymore. You know what I mean? Like, okay. there's a lot of stuff we gave to the Deadpool to the first Deadpool movie that we didn't give Deadpool Two, even though they're both great. Hmm. They're both really fun, equally good movies. Just like the the budget grew more for the second yes. one, and the expectations were already set. Because the first one, I remember when the first Deadpool came out, everyone lost their minds. It was it was insane, and then the second one was like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 great, it's pretty good, and I think it's the same for Guardians 2. Because I mean, I think Guardians two has a better villain than the first one. Ego is so yes. much better than Ronan the Accuser. Oh, absolutely, you know, so much ego better. And
0: well, given the field, that is not a very hard thing to do. But Ego is no, yeah, also easily one of the top three mcu villains i'd say
1: i'd say top five because i think uh the i don't know i, I think thanos is up there i yeah. think killmonger is definitely up there yeah i think uh michael keaton's vulture definitely up there i I'd,
0: I'd rank ego over vulture but i i agree you'd rank agree. ego over vulture
1: yes I'd put, I'd put, uh, I, th- I think this counts. I, th- I guess this counts. Uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, man. I mean, that's that guy's. A, yeah. That guy's I mean, a I
0: mean if if that's if we place. were to count him, he'd be number one easily.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. But
0: that's, that, that's, right under him. It's kind of cheating. Yeah. It's kind of cheating. It,
1: yeah, it is. Che- it is cheating, isn't it? So let's let's not include him. So you watch Guardians two, and it's a delightful movie. Yes. Really fun movie.
0: Then on Friday, opening day, I went to the theater. And saw Renfield starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage.
1: Whoa, I can't wait to see that. How was it?
0: I didn't like it. Let's just keep it at that.
1: Aw man. I Aww. didn't like it.
0: That's Yeah. Aww, man. It's 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 a movie that I really wanted to like as well. So I, I, I feel sorry about not liking it, but the concept is really, really dope, and Nicholas Cage is always extremely committed but the whole package deal didn't do it for me unfortunately
1: oh okay yeah gotcha gotcha that makes sense i mean it it did look like i mean it's a fun premise and it did seem like a lot of schlocky whedon jokes Hmm. (laughs) strung together as like a vampire assistant doesn't want to be a vampire assistant anymore but uh yeah i'm still gonna watch it I'm a, I'm a Nick Cage truther. I'm a Nick Cage fan.
0: Nick Cage is by far the best thing about Renfield. The best, <laughs> oh, the best that, parts that... are the ones where Nick Cage is on screen, <laughs> and as per usual, he is absolutely unhinged. And <laughs> of course, you know, over the years, I think we've learned to accept and cherish that.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. What else did you watch this week?
0: I rewatched my favorite film of 2016 which is Shane Black's The Nice Guy, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. It's one of, I'd say, my five comfort watches, and I saw that this morning because I was uh, severely sleep-deprived this morning, and I put something on that would just sort of relax and help me and, you know, let me have some fun over the morning.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. We all need some fun over the morning. Yeah. Uh, The movie I watched this morning is the movie we have to talk about (laughs) in this episode. So I did not have fun this morning. Ooh. I see. But before we get to that, we should jump to the next segment uh, that we're trying to... We're trying stuff out. Obviously. These segments might be the next week, might not be, depending on what you tell us.
0: I don't think it'll be there next week because next week we would just be repeating ourselves with this segment. Probably, yeah. Yeah, most likely. But anyway, it's about the three films, wide releases, that we are most excited about for the rest of 2023. So for me, my third most anticipated film for the rest of 2023 is Dune Part 2.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. That's my number one, I think. (laughs) Really?
0: Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. It's, if, if it's really your number one then then we'll save it then then we'll save it and we'll and we'll talk oh about it later God. and you and you do your number three right now
1: oh uh my number three oh man number three's gotta be avatar three man like i i can't wait to see that that's gonna be so much fun is is is, I, is that
0: really out this year i because i i'm i'm still apparent, doubtful about apparently, that
1: apparently apparently it is let me see avatar three if it doesn't come out this year Oh no! It's 2024. Exactly. Forget, forget what I said. Yeah. No, okay. So my number three choice. <laughs> Little snafu there. All good. I mean, number three. Number three is gonna be that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie Seth Rogen is doing. That sounds okay. super fun. All right. And it looks great. Looks really good. Uh, looks really fun. Looks really um. Like a like a movie that's gonna be really true to the Ninja Turtles, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm psyched for that movie. Sure, I've
0: committed to watching it in theaters. I wouldn't say it's one of the movies I'm most excited for, but I'm willing to invest into it. it and in general, you know, there's 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 a movie that came. I don't I don't remember when did it can't come out. Was it 2018? Spider Man into the Spider Verse brought sort of the revolution of animation yeah. in terms of what one,
1: one, one of the many revolutions of animation we've had yeah. over the years and and now everyone is like oh the secret to cool animation is playing with the frame rate and you're like yeah sure no well <laughs> I, get,
0: I mean yeah it. that's 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 a gimmick that other films have since adapted what i would say yeah. that this film brought into the mainstream is that realism in animation is kind of lame
1: yeah it's Really bad. I don't like it. <laughs> I, that's, I that's how you I get. It that that's far. how you get. Uh, that's how you get Polar Express. <laughs> that's how you get Polar Express. Well, and Christmas Carol. Sure, and Beowulf. The, 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 those are some that.
0: extreme, uncanny, uncanny valley examples. I was thinking more extreme, of yeah. maybe. uh Well, I don't know something that looks like Toy Story. Well, well, well it's it's obviously super fantastical, and th- the yeah. premise overall is unreal to say the least yeah. but the objects look as though they would be able to exist in our world am i, am I explaining myself correctly? Yeah, I, do you know what i mean yeah
1: i i know what you mean like like toy story the cool part about toy story is like yes they're inherently cartoonish because they have to follow like the disney house style but also like the textures are like the texturing and the lighting is amazing and that's what really like the, as long as the humans as long as the living creatures or things that resemble living creatures are not super realistic, you're in, you're in the sweet spot, I guess. Yeah.
0: And so what Spider-Verse brought in was this sort of super heavily stylized, let's not care about realism at all, but about just making something that looks really, 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 really cool and has a defined style. And that's yes. one of the many things that makes the movie work so well. I mean, it got a it got an Oscar. So yeah,
1: which we we all know is the tra- the trademark for great movies like Crash. Crash, that great classic movie. I, yeah. <laughs> all right,
0: well, I mean, you it, know what I mean, though. All right, what's your number two? Yeah,
1: and, and oh, number two is uh, across the Spider Verse. What a segue you built up, man! Yeah, so I th- mean. that
0: that that is my number one. So. Yes. Maybe wonderful. M- maybe maybe we'll save leave it for it. later. Yeah, maybe save it for a little bit. My number two is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City.
1: Okay. That sounds great too. Yeah. That sounds super fun. I'm, great cast.
0: Yes, great cast. They they left some very, very, very heavy hitters out of the trailer. I think I don't remember seeing Margot Robbie, who's supposed to be in the film as well, in the trailer. Yeah. And there was someone else, but I can't remember them right now so speculation is anyway that margot robbie either voices one of the aliens or one of the people in the hazmat suits that are sort of investigating this ship that has arrived oh that's in fun the city
1: so so she's not so she's not even in the movie <laughs> just her voice i, I think that's she might funny.
0: if she's in the hazmat suit then she might be in the movie and we just haven't seen her yet she we yeah. haven't seen her turn towards camera yeah but yeah let's go in Whoa. into your number one which is dune oh, part man. two
1: man I mean we got some promotional images one... this week oh yes and they all look wonderful yeah um so dune part one is my favorite movie of 2021 and that's a year in which a bunch of superhero stuff that I also enjoyed like the suicide squad movie came yeah. out and I'm, I'm a big superhero nerd everyone knows this like they came out, like Steven Spielberg came out with one of the best movies of his, of his of the last ten years that he's made, which is West Side Story. I love that new West of Side course, Story. Of course, of course. I love, I, lo- I love, Spider Man. Uh, and I mean, I'm a Spider Man nerd. Yeah. And I freaked out when I saw the other two Spider Man pop through the portals, even though you were it was one of those people spoiled. <laughs> and one of those, I'm one of those people. Like, I didn't clap because I don't like clapping in movie theaters mm. that are not a festival um if it's not a festival setting i i don't tend to clap unless other people are already clapping in the theater that i was in i think i think i saw it like a week after it came out too so i was like already n- aware of the spider people in it i see but i was still like man spider-man and like shang chi was super fun and uh suicide squad was super fun and a lot of 2021 stuff that i really enjoyed and then dune comes out and i'm like this movie fucking rocks <laughs> this movie's so great and then I and um and then they announced part two, and uh, they announced who the cast is. Like Christopher Walken is the emperor, and yeah. I was like, "What?" Um, Austin Butler is gonna be Fade Routha, and it's gonna be. I'm also a do nerd. Like I read the book, and uh, I'm so excited for Austin Butler to play Fade Routha. I'm super excited for Florence Pugh to play Irulan. She's gonna be in the movie for like 20 minutes, I think. Oh, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, unless they do some changes from the book, which they might. Which they might, I, I, mean, they, I hope they do. They have do, changed like cool stuff. some things here and they, there, haven't they? They changed. I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole aesthetic of the movie of the first one, at least, is very different from what the book wants you to think. Because, like, it's the the book is like you're very in a trance, and you're you feel like you're in a Pink Floyd video, and like that's kind of what the other versions of Dune have picked up, and that's why they look very psychedelic. And mm. like, Podorowski's Dune looked insane. And I kind of want to see that. And uh, David Lynch's Dune also looks. And I never will. Uh, and David Lynch's Dune also looks crazy. Um, crazy and bad. This one looks. Am I right? And yeah, crazy bad. Am I right, bros? And uh, but the new one looks very Villeneuve, which I totally respect. And that's a big. That's a big change from the book. That's a whole tone switch from the book. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see. Man, just I want to see Christopher Walken in the suit as the Emperor. I want to see what he looks like, and I'm, I want to see the trailer. I want to see Austin Butler, like bald as Fade Routha. Oh, that's gonna be so great! Also excited for amazing. some
0: more Baron Harkonnen. Now Stellan Skarsgård. Oh my god! Very underrated performer. Oh, he's
1: gonna, he's he's gonna he's gonna get some more stuff to do in in this movie. I hope because this movie, the first movie, was all about like, well, we have to tell you what yeah. Iraq is in the are. And this one is just gonna be all fun stuff, man. I I it's gonna be all cool stuff.
0: All the exposition is out of the way. Now let's get into the meat.
1: Yes, let's get into the meat. Alright. Let's see that baron floating. Uh let's see Paul's Demon Baby Sister. Let's see all that stuff, man. Did you read Dude? Well. Did you
0: read the first Dude? I've I got through about sixty-five percent of the audiobook before the movie came out. And I have to be honest, I haven't picked it back up since, but it's still sitting on my phone, that audiobook.
1: Oh, man, everyone should read at least the first two Dune books because they're both wonderful. They're both really great.
0: And that's Pat's recommendation of the week.
1: What's yours, Mr. Across the Spider-Verse? Well,
0: my most anticipated film of the rest of the year is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse spider-man yeah, is my favorite superhero it's oh yeah times two yeah he's my favorite superhero the the footage and the 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 images that we've gotten for this one yeah just hype me the hell up
1: oh the cast the cast list for this oscar isaac and uh, daniel that kaluuya well. and uh Issa Rae. oh my god I cannot wait for Os- Oscar
0: Isaac to do his Jason Schwartzman as well. That's true. I can't wait for Oscar Isaac to do his villain voice for another film. I, f- I feel like yeah, in in Apocalypse it didn't quite work, but there was a lot wrong <laughs> with uh, yeah Apocalypse in somewhere uh... the uh, in in N X Men Apocalypse, but.
1: Some somewhere in the movie, uh, Spider Man twenty is gonna touch a TV and go learning. <laughs> just somewhere oh, in the movie, he's just gonna. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh,
0: let's hope not. But since this uh, is a two parter, I'm... I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting the Empire Strikes Back of Spider Man films. That's what I'm expecting.
1: Oh sure, here's the thing. I'm the thing that I'm most excited about in this is uh. First of all, I don't know if you know this. Andy Samberg is also going to be in this movie. I'm looking up the the cast. Jorma Tacone is going to play like a Renaissance version of the Vulture. Andy well, Samberg. Yorma Jorma was
0: already in the first one, I believe. Who who? Jorma.
1: Oh, oh, he plays um he plays one of the villains. I think. I think he plays like Tombstone or something. Like he's no. he's like a background character or something.
0: But I think he plays regular vo- or Green Goblin. One of the villains. And I I thought of the game. That's
1: that's it. He plays he plays Green Goblin. Okay. He plays uh he, he plays Renaissance Vulture and Andy Sandberg is gonna be Scarlet Spider. But what I'm most excited about is that for the first time in a bunch of years, uh Japanese Spider-Man is gonna make an appearance in this movie, man, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking amazing. <laughs> so if he's like there in the robot and they give him a second to like be in the robot, I'm gonna lose my shit. It's gonna be amazing.
0: I wouldn't the get Kuya my hopes up too much about Japanese oh, me, Spider-Man me neither,
1: but uh me neither but I'm I'm still excited cuz it's it's fucking Japanese Spider-Man man. It's, he's he's the
0: best. He certainly is one of them. I mean, let's just say that. He,
1: he is one of the he's one of the several Spider-Man that exist all over media. Yes.
0: Do we think we're going to we're going to get any live action Spider-Man in across the Spider-Verse?
1: It'd be fun. It'd be fun if, like, they were, like, jumping through the universes and they just, like, crashed into Tom Holland's Spider-Verse. And Tom Holland's just like, whoa, what are you doing here? That's my Tom Holland voice. Um, Fantastic. It'd be it'd be fun if they did that. I think the best equivalent we're going to get is, like, the three live-action Spider-Men are going to make, like, cameos in a scene. But, like, vocal cameos. Yeah, vocal They're cameos and they anime. might
0: run through the, the spider voids.
1: They might run through there, yeah. Something like that. Like, there's going to be a lot of details in the background. Like, there's already, like, oh, Spectacular Spider-Man is in the corner of this movie. And Spider-Man from the PlayStation games is somewhere in this movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yuri Lowenthal as Spider-Man from the PlayStation game is what... And the Spectacular Spider-Man game. That's true. Is, to me, what Japanese Spider-Man is to you. I really hope Yuri gets one or two lines in there.
1: That'd be fun. Yeah.
0: That'd be really fun. That'd be really fun. So uh, I hope it's gonna be really fun. I think. I mean, it. It has. I think it has also enormous box office potential. But who? Who am I to predict that sort of stuff? I mean, who knows? The Emoji who movie knows? made over two hundred million dollars. <laughs> Did you know that, Pat?
1: Oh. Oh. So. So we're getting into this, huh? Yeah, I knew that. I knew that this movie. You know what this movie also has? Uh, Four Razzies. (laughs) This movie has four Razzie Awards. Razzie Awards or nominations? Okay. No, award wins. It was the most nominated movie, I think, of the the year was nominated, but it won four, which Mm. is the most awards of the night, and it won Worst Picture. I see. Which is entirely deserved. So I guess we're going straight into the Emoji Movie. We're Uh, going
0: straight into the Emoji Movie. Pat, what is the Emoji Movie about?
1: Oh, man. Uh, so this I'm going to give some broad thoughts about this in some context. Um, I start I, I had the idea for this show because I liked the idea of making pro positive content about movies, especially considering the negativity that surrounds a lot of film and filmmaking these days. And uh, I was just like, I'm going to try and be a nice person. And I try to be a nice person. I try not to hate things, especially things that I like, like movies, and yet, there is one movie that really just sticks in my craw, really makes me like grind my teeth to powder, and it is the Emoji Movie from 2017. It is easily... I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. I've, I've seen worse movies than this. Yeah. Or th- movies that I thought were worse than this, but this is easily a, the movie that annoys me And makes me have the most unpleasant viewing experience of maybe any movie I've ever seen. I can't, I don't know exactly why. I mean, it's bad. It's a very bad movie. It's an insanely bad, terrible movie. But it's also a movie that really annoys me on levels that I did not know I could be annoyed by a movie.
0: I see. Well, in the first episode, uh, I mentioned that every movie is a miracle. And there are bad miracles. And I think, yes, in this particular <laughs> instance,
1: oh my god, this
0: puts the B A D in bad miracle.
1: Yeah, here's the thing: it's this is not like because there's movies that are like bad because they gave a big old swing and it was a misguided, thematic, conceptual. Like maybe this is a, a good idea, but we just did it bad. Mm. Maybe this is a bad idea, but we just gave it everything we had and it ended up being fun. Maybe this is just bad, but it's just bizarre. And, like, the room, like, it's just a biz- bizarre enough for someone to appreciate it. This is just, like, the most bland, cynical exercise of product placement I've ever seen in my life. It is insane. It's insane how, like, t- this movie, like, really preaches the amount of, like, uh, product placement slots it was able to sell. And then turns them into plot points, like they're oh. the best thing in the world, and you're like, "Oh my huh. god, this <laughs> this is so bad, this is so it's so it's excruciating this experience to me." But the fact that I had to find good stuff to say about it, it was a little bit more painful. But I will try. I will it try was, my best. It,
0: it was certainly hard. Listen, movies that have a certain budget behind them are yeah. almost impossible to completely fuck up from a visual yeah. standpoint. Yeah, exactly. This movie does not look shitty.
1: It does not. Which, which is the first the nice thing
0: that I can come up with to say. It does not look that's shitty.
1: That's the same, same same thing I was going to say. I This movie, also made by Sony Animation Studios of Into the Spider-Verse fame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a movie that they made after the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies, which I really enjoy. I really like those movies. I've um,
0: completely forgotten about them, but I think I saw both.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really like those two movies. Uh, I love Bill Hader and Bill Hader's in them. So I was like, oh, Bill Hader does cartoons? That Bill Hader's a cartoon man. Of course I'm going to watch this. <laughs> um, and then they made this. And then they made Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus the Machines. And I'm like, okay, I forgive you, Sony Animation Studios. Um. Yeah, but the animation's not bad, and it's distinguishable enough from like the Pixar stuff, so it's visually distinctive, and it, the quality is great. The textures are good. The way they handle hair is great. It's just, it's just. Oh man, <laughs> it, I think it's just. I, w- w- I would thing.
0: still, I would still say it is Pixar adjacent.
1: It is Pixar adjacent a little bit, but not as much as like DreamWorks stuff, especially sure. like DreamWorks yeah. stuff from like six years ago when this movie came out this movie is six years old max
0: Um,
1: and i will say the last time i watched this is when it came out and uh I saw this when it came out i saw this when it came out not in the theater but i saw this like pirated somewhere i think when it came out okay no i didn't pirate it what happened is uh it came out of theaters because it was good like for the first weekend yeah and the second weekend was a little worse. And then it just fell off a fucking cliff. Mm. And it came out on streaming and digital a little later. And my nephews or my little cousins were watching. And I watched it with them. And I was like seething with anger and contempt and disdain. For, like I was for with a bunch cousins. of little kids who were. No, for this mo- No, for this movie. Oh, okay. I love my cousins. But this movie. Oh, my God. And I was like, maybe six years have given me enough distance to face this movie again and be fine with it. It They did not. I was, I was so, I was so annoyed with this movie from the get go. From the get go, man. I will say, but uh,
0: I was very, very happy to find out that uh, in the region that we're in, the emoji movie was available on a streaming platform, and thereby we did not have to pay extra <laughs> yeah, to see this. We did not have to pay extra. I will no. pay extra for films for this podcast, but I'd rather not pay extra to watch the emoji movie specifically. <laughs>
1: oh my god yeah so we're doing we have to do good stuff because that's the format of this show yeah so we're doing good stuff first and the good stuff we already mentioned the animation is not bad not not bad animation
0: I, i would say it's mediocre but not shitty that's that's what i'd say
1: yeah sure it's it's fine it's fine animation um Second thing that I want to say, I have three good things. I have a list of, like, 70 things that I wrote about this movie. Damn. I'm so mad. Wow. And I will say, I was making my notes every, like, I would write 10 notes, and then I would write, I hate this. And then I would write another 10 notes, and then I wrote, I hate this. So the second thing that I found to be good is that this movie, mercifully short. It is short. It is to the point. It is, like, a crisp hour 40 or something it was like oh the
0: actual runtime i think is about an hour 20 yeah and then there are the credits i still thought it was too long if i'm honest (laughs) it's it's, it's too long long. but i'm it's an hour it's an hour and 40
1: minutes it's an hour and 40 minutes too long if we're being honest but it's mercifully short for like a movie for kids that's that has to put all this product placement in and then the third thing that i thought was good Uh, were two performances it was everything else is super boring I will have two performances to shout out Stephen Wright and Jennifer Coolidge as meh's parents okay as Gene's parents they're they're clearly like just there for a paycheck but they commit to the like the meh bit is annoying Mm. but they really commit to it and they make some moments like really like okay this is fine even if we're gonna get into plot stuff a little bit later um but, like, uh, yeah, I thought their performances within the confines of what they were told to do were pretty good. And Stephen Wright is, like, really good at being deadpan and super, like, monotone. And so is Jennifer Coolidge. So I was like, yeah, sure, these these two were fine.
0: I was expecting Nathan Fielder to voice Gene's father. But, you know, what, what we got certainly fit the idea of who these yep. people are. And Jennifer Coolidge, fun fact... Mike White is credited with a screenplay contribution on this film. So this is wait what? This is part of the Jennifer Coolidge Mike White collaboration <laughs> wait, canon.
1: Whoa, whoa, wait. You're, are you are you being for real right now?
0: Yes, but he's not credited for the story. <laughs> oh my god. He's not credited for the story, which makes me think that wow. the studio hired Mike White to do some punch ups. And his yeah, contribution was big enough that he got yeah. credited.
1: In the screenplay department, holy crap. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> That's insane. And this is several years before Mike got to make The White Lotus. So wow. we forgive him. I forgive I, him oh, at I, the very Oh, I least.
1: forgive him. Yeah, I forgive him. I forgive Anna Faris, I guess. I forgive Patrick Stewart, definitely. Like, oh, my God. TJ Miller does not deserve any of our forgiveness, really. <laughs> and neither does James Corden, if we're being honest. No one deserves James Corden to be in their lives.
0: The fact that <laughs> when the movie is over and they show the title again, the two characters that pop up on the screen in order to replace some of the letters are T. <laughs> are J. Miller's Jean. character and James Corden's character. I don't, I don't, uh. I don't know. I, I feel like those two would not appear on the front of a movie poster today but that's just a hunch.
1: Okay, so uh tell me something Max. What's the good stuff you were able to scratch out of the muck that is this movie?
0: Well, first of all, I, I just would like to put out my respect to all the performers that got paid. Get that back. Yeah, sure. Get that back, please. I guess and yeah. Continue to do so. Ideally you would like to combine being in something good. And also getting a bag for that. But if yeah. that is currently not available, then get the bag. And please continue. Yeah, to do sure. So. Yeah, sure. There. I mean, dear God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what I can appreciate is that at first when the just dance sequence came up <laughs> oh my God. and two old songs started playing i think one of them is september and the other one is yeah. staying alive am i correct there
1: yeah i think so no it was um let me see music uh let me check while you're
0: checking I I can appreciate when a film tries to give an older song a second wind. Because in the best of cases, you get a running up that hill scenario going. And in the worst case, you pay the original artist some money in order to (laughs) use their song. So which songs were in in the Just Dance sequence that you managed to find them? No,
1: it's it's wake me up before you go go. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not it's not a, it's not September. It's just wake me up before you go go and then it's just the Christina Aguilera song Feel This Moment with Pitbull. That clearly that is clearly ripping off uh, take on me <laughs> with the with the beat.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I I think I think that's well well, the magic word for that in the music industry is interpolation. <laughs> and and yeah, you normally sure. have to pay to and to interpret sam- a a sampling, song.
1: yeah. So uh what else could you find of of, of things uh, what, what else could you say that's positive about the Emoji movie,
0: man? Yeah. During the opening sequence where we're introduced to Textopolis, is that is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what, the, what yeah, this yeah. world what the what the world is called where this movie takes place? There are a couple of visual jokes that are for the adults that are taking their children to see this movie or that are sitting down with their children. And there's a yeah. reference to Marilyn Monroe. I don't remember which emoji stands over this, uh, yeah. what is it, this heating canal and gets yeah. wind blown underneath them. It might have been the calendar emoji. So at least at the very start the movie rewarded you a little bit for paying attention.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah there's there is a lot of stuff going on in the background that I didn't notice until on my first viewing this time I noticed like a bunch more stuff going on in the background and uh just like some emojis just like aimlessly dancing in the background and i was like oh man
0: and anything you notice in that opening sequence any sort of visual stuff that i might have missed
1: oh uh oh man just how bland textopolis looks it looks so boring um yeah well yeah i I mean there's 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 I, i thought it was just a really dumb gag when gene is putting on a tie and then it slips off him as he's just walking and i was like oh man this is I'm in for some aren't I <laughs> I'm in I mean, yeah, for this kind of movie aren't I That's I I
0: would I would say that is low key cheeky yeah that 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 here's that, the thing, that also happens within the first 10 minutes and after that I don't think I have any more notes that can be interpreted as positive Here's the
1: thing though he's he's putting on a tie mm. and it and it slips off him Yes but he can like materialize sunglasses later in the movie or like you there's emojis that have like a tie on wait so the poop emoji has a bow tie yes and it's and it doesn't have a neck for you to tie it around Mm-mm. it's just like a part of the emoji uh, of like his dress code and then when he turns into an emoji in the cube he's just a poop without the bow tie so you're telling me Gene can't just put on a tie it's so fucking stupid okay so we're just gonna, it should, it should we're gonna be, go straight into it I guess
0: he should have used a clip on tie instead of
1: oh my god double-sided tape or something i don't don't know figure yeah oh my god so we're gonna go straight into the bad stuff uh and the the biggest thing i have a bunch of really important like because there's a bunch of notes that are like minor and by minor i mean major annoyances but there's just like the reasons this movie is bad for me the first one is the product placement really messes with what this movie could have been which is kind of like what Wreck-It Ralph 2 is kind of about and there's a bunch of movies that are kind of like I don't know, there's movies that can be product placement but are really insightful like the Lego movie. I see. Like the Lego Lego movie is like a really average movie but it's a cute, fun movie even though it's a commercial for all the like IP tie-ins Lego has. Sure. But it's a really fun movie and just that one scene with Will Ferrell playing with his son and dissolving the super glue is like oh, that's the emotional core to this entire movie. And it's a really fun, moving scene. And this movie could have had some of that, but it's just the fact that it's... I don't know. It's just the fact that it's set in a phone. First of all, the fact that it's set in a phone. And the first part of this movie is like, the most incredible thing about technology is all the apps that we have. And you're like... I mean, sure, whatever. This could this could be satire or whatever. That, this movie...
0: If that was serious, it's been dated horribly, that, that line.
1: I know. I know. But here's the thing. So this movie, at several points, does like a head fake of like, oh, we're on our phones too much. We communicate using our phones too much. There's like little shots where like two kids are like looking at their phones and walking towards each other and then they hit each other in the face. One of them falls down and he's still texting while on the ground. And you're like, well, if this—I re- mean, if the rest of this movie was about that, like maybe we could have something to work with, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the fact that they spend like twenty minutes of the movie in Candy Crush. They spend another twenty trying to get in and out of Dropbox. Um, the fact that the fact that a, that a Twitter bird saves them. The fact that they're like sailing on songs on Spotify, and you can promote all the songs you got to the rights to. And mm. they also have, like, the, the a little bit of Chinese investment with the WeChat stuff. And uh, uh, what other – there, there's other – the Just Dance thing, um, yeah. the Instagram and the YouTube. Like, there's so much, like, tie-ins. And there's so much, like, insistence on, like, the cloud is the best thing that ever happened. And guess how you can access it? Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. And, like, yes, Dropbox is amazing. But I don't need it to be part of this movie in which, like, it, it, they use apps as, like, plot devices yes. for the story to go along. And it is harrowing. It, it it annoyed me so much that this movie was like, yeah, it's about emojis or whatever. It's like an emoji doesn't want to be the emoji that he is. And you're like, okay, fine, whatever. It's just like, man, the fact that they have to go through. They spend so much time playing Candy Crush. <laughs> they play so much. They play an entire game of Candy Crush. And then they played Just Dance the way it the way it isn't played because that's not how you play Just Dance. That's and, not how Just Dance works.
0: And not even the mobile version because I did do the research <laughs> yeah. and there is a mobile version of Just Dance.
1: There was a mobile version, but also like what? Who downloaded the mobile version of Just Dance? I
0: don't know someone that's who crazy. Had the, maybe someone who had the Wii U and then uh, you know just wanted to keep playing Just Dance but didn't want to buy another console.
1: Yeah, I mean that yeah, but that's an insane person. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, to me, I to have, me the... I had the Wii U, but I did buy a new console.
1: Oh, yeah, me too. I I got a Switch the moment that Zelda came out and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm totally buying a Switch." What am I crazy? Well, I'm not playing Zelda on the Wii U. Oh,
0: no. Absolutely not. No. You shouldn't you shouldn't so, play yeah. anything on the Wii U, by the way. Just just Maybe
1: just care. uh maybe just Mario Kart But now it's on the Switch, so you don't have any reason to play it on the Wii U. Exactly. Maybe the best, the only excuse you have for having a Wii U is playing Wii games that are were not re released for the Switch. That's true. There, there are a bunch of Wii games that were never re released for the Switch, like Super Mario Galaxy Two and stuff, and like oh, I mean they they're gonna do it eventually. But that's the only excuse you have is like stuff that was good that never made it onto the Switch. But now we have like better versions of Smash Brothers. And Mario Kart and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you don't you don't need to play it. But let's get back. <laughs> let's get back let's to get the Gucci movie. Man, the product placement really stuck stuck in my stuck in my like a like a rock in my shoe. Man,
0: what stuck in like a rock in my shoe was the sort of plot dynamics that this presents. First of yeah, all, sure. the apps don't work they the way they do in real life. Since yes. this movie skewing super young you can excuse it in that way then while he's while gene is walking through the lobby other emojis around him make different faces except for the ones that are like super yeah well known yeah and I know. that then sort of put me off as Everyone is yelling at him for making different faces, but then there's other people walking around in the background. Yeah. And but then, then I realized what the that's the poop mean.
1: I mean, the poop emoji is on the board. He's on the board of the emoji thing, and he's like frowning and laughing and smiling and doing yeah, different expressions all exactly. the time. Exactly. He's not getting deleted.
0: He's not getting yelled at, and he's, not he's also yelled not getting at deleted by Myrdal. Exactly. He's
1: not getting yelled at by Maya Rudolph, no.
0: Maya Rudolph, get that back. And, well, after Gene goes into the emoji cube, which is supposedly <laughs> all the most used emojis of this specific yeah. user, and yet there are flags on this cube.
1: <laughs> and frogs, there's like a frog emoji. Like Really? What? The thing that stood is like out a to frog me was emoji? the flags. Yeah, there's flags. There's like a frog. There's a bunch of like animals and stuff. It's like that's not how you use. That's not how humans use emojis.
0: Yeah, it's it's just odd to me because then later in the film we go down to the losers' lounge, which is where the least used emojis hang out. Yeah, and I think there was a toolbox in there.
1: And the eggplant. Which the is like if you're a teenage boy. That eggplant is all over your phone. Yes,
0: man. absolutely. That was that was what I was gonna say. Thank you, Pat, for bringing that up. <laughs> and then, what 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 else did I write down? Sorry, let me just check my notes again. Because oh, my head what, is making on, my brain well, is making a conscious effort to try and forget that I wasted my time yeah. doing this. But so yeah, that's what that's what I have these notes for.
1: On... While we're on the eggplant thing, uh, so I I was like, wait, so why is the eggplant in the loser's lounge? And then later in the movie, Gene is like, well, what could a teenage boy possibly have to hide from his parents? And they have like a little pause of like, clearly he's, he's hiding porn. (laughs) Clearly it's, it's like, so wait, he's not using the eggplant emoji, but he is like using apps to hide his porn collection or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Emoji movie. Also, sure
0: this teenage boy well i don't think it's implied <laughs> that he that he jailbroke his own phone and i and i remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember having classmates who paid someone to jailbreak their phone for them so i don't think that's as egregious of an offense
1: yeah yeah no i mean it's insane uh i have um uh my uh, i mean plot stuff oh there's so much plot stuff we could get into i i guess when we get to like the notes stuff like the particular notes stuff we can cover that, but I wanted to cover the second thing that I really hate about this movie: uh, the Let humor. Me know. The humor is, the humor is first of all either the jokes are bad, or they don't work, or they straight up make no sense. Like there's there's jokes in this movie that are like, I mean, and I can give you examples of all three of these jokes Please. that are bad. There's one within the first ten minutes of the movie. Gene comes out and he talks to a bunch of monkeys, and the monkeys have a briefcase. And you're like, oh, immediately you're like, oh, that's some monkey business. Because they are monkeys with a business suitcase. And he's like, uh, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to take care of some business. What kind of business? And you're like, oh, man, <laughs> monkey business. Naturally. And then they start making monkey noises. So that's the first an example of jokes that are bad. Then there are jokes that don't work, like the ones that they give to Patrick Stewart with the poop jokes. There's a scene where he, where Patrick Stewart, as the poop, goes, just doing my duty.
0: Oh. And
1: the other... And the other character starts laughing. That joke only works if it's told in an American accent, because duty is a poop. I don't know if you know this. Duty is a poop word. And uh, damn, it rhymes with the word duty, which in mm. British English is pronounced duty. And it, yes. that joke doesn't work if Patrick Stewart is saying it. So that's the second thing. If the Patrick Stewart jo- is saying
0: the- it in his native accent, yeah.
1: Yes, The third type of joke is the joke that straight up makes no sense, and it's the kind of joke that makes me mad, and it's most jokes in this movie. So, there's one joke, and it's, again, at the beginning of this movie, when I knew this movie was going to freak me out. There's a scene, like, it's the scene where Gene is trying to get to the office uh, for the first time. He's trying to get to, like, the text app. Okay. And then he stops, and he looks at a clock, and he goes, oh my god, is that the time? And the clock goes, my eyes are up here, pal. And I paused the movie, and I yelled into a pillow. I was like, mm. "This, so wait, so a clock, so first of all, a clock is being expressive. Someone should delete that clock because he's being expressive, yeah. which is not what a clock is supposed so, to someone do. Someone should and yell at that clock. Is only to... Someone, someone should yell and then send murderous robots after that clock. Yeah. Second thing is, you're uh, of course the the inherent contradiction to the to the joke of like. The idea is that looking at the hands of a clock is like looking at someone's cleavage, which is like, okay, dumb, but okay, dumb for a kid's movie, yeah. but whatever. But the inherent contradiction to that joke is that it's a clock, and that the inherent function of a, jo- of a clock is for you to look at the hands so you can see what the time is. It's so... Precisely. It is it is nonsensical. And there's another one like right after where like High Five is walking past the nose, and it's like, Oh, it's in the nosebleeds. And the nose is like, I'm standing right here. And you're like, shut up, movie. Shut up, you stupid, dumb movie. I hate you. I'm
0: <laughs> the- <laughs> just remembering those oh my parts. Just remembering those parts is it's- making me wince a lot.
1: Yes. There are no jokes in this movie that work. And the jokes that do work, the jokes that are funny, like, again, mess parents, if they did that bit once... I'd be like, okay, and there's like yeah. one or two instances where you're like, you could keep this, the rest cut it. Like when it's like, don't overreact, and the wife is like, uh-oh,
0: no. I told
1: you not to over, like that's, that's a fun, that, that would be a fun bid by itself, but it's just that every time they're talking, they're doing the meh bit. and it's like, I'm so overwhelmed, with, I'm so excited, I could almost shrug, and you're like, oh my God. Like, they run every joke into the ground, this movie confuses loud no- noises for a joke. There's several hmm. instances in this movie where like something is looming towards them, or they're like falling, and they're just like yelling. And there's like intense music, and they quit the music. It's like, oh, the situation is normal. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> it's just the most infant infantile, dumb jokes you could possibly. It's it's worse than like Minions level, like constantly talking about bananas and farts. Oh, but it's just like. Oh, my God, This it, it just annoyed me so much.
0: Oh, absolutely. There are two uh, things that I would like to bring up that annoyed me about the, the way the story was put together. So as soon yeah. as the robots come out that are supposed to delete Gene, who is too expressive and is able to make more than one emoji face...
1: Which is something every emoji can do, apparently.
0: Well, <laughs> they they can move their mouths. Not all emojis can spawn <laughs> yeah. hearts out and of their, their skin. eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. They, have, they yeah. all of them have eyebrows and mouths that they can move to a certain extent. I digress. Yeah. They go from collecting, trying to collect, gene, to recklessly shooting into a crowd of people. It's, it's odd. It's definitely odd. Again, this is. Since this movie skews so young, you have to show that these robots are evil. So they're just gonna murder innocent bystanders.
1: Yeah. Because that's what evil robots do, Max. I don't know if you know that. They murder bystanders.
0: Well, innocent bystanding emojis.
1: <laughs> innocent bystanding emojis.
0: And and also, I think they also shoot up the, the jailbreak app. Yeah, yeah, they they shoot that up as well. Just, I mean, if this is some sort of thinly veiled <laughs> criticism of law enforcement, <laughs> that Mike oh, White managed to sneak in there, I, like I don't know. Yeah, it just, it's that it might still be a Mike White' note. I it still sucks. Yeah, I'd, well, I don't know, man. And just in general, when it comes to humor for kids, a lot of people, not just, not just, you know, creatives, filmmakers, a lot of people believe that humor for kids, you don't have to try with it. And I solemnly disagree. I.
1: Oh, I 100%.
0: I believe that you have to work a lot harder to make kids actually laugh than with adults.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing, and here's the proof. Spider Verse is funny and it's also fantastic. It's a very funny movie, yeah. and it's got good bits in it. And this movie has none of the good bits. <laughs> that no it should, good bits. And it stressed me out
0: during the sequence where they're inside of Candy Crush, and yeah, they have managed to bring Gene from the top of the board, I suppose, to the very bottom. There is a death fake-out that supposedly is imagined by the love interest character, Jailbreak. Jailbreak, is, yeah. is, is, That's her name, right?
1: Yes, she is Linda the Princess, a.k.a. Okay. Jailbreak.
0: Okay, great, fantastic. I didn't, didn't get that wrong. There's a death fake-out <laughs> where she imagines that Gene would somehow be blown up and squished at the same time if she matched him up with two other yellow bits of candy. And I thought, okay, this is a manifestation of her past trauma, I suppose. Maybe this will come back up later, and she'll have it another vision, and it does not come back up, exactly.
1: <laughs> it does not come back at all. It was um, it was
0: pointless. It was there to fool a kid. That, that's what that was there for.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think we should put, like, we should just get into, like, dumb plot stuff. This is going to be the dumb plot stuff section of the, movie, of the show. Yes. Um, so, here's the thing. The first thing that I want to say, and the first thing that I remember being mad at about this movie. I'm mad at this movie for a lot of reasons. Mm. The emoji typing system. The, the whole system, like, the Rube Goldberg-ass cube system with, like, the yeah. hand that comes up and scans... Oh my God, it's it's insanely nonsensical. And it's needlessly also like, elaborate as well. Need, needlessly convoluted and elaborate, it's like, why can't you just take a picture and like they can make like a funny idea of like they take a picture and they just live off the royalties because they imply they don't imply. They make a very heavy point about the fact that they have shifts, so they go home at night. Yeah. What happens if the kid texts like uh, an eggplant emoji at this girl at midnight? What happens if he just picks up a phone and it's like an emergency from his mom or he's like at a party? What happens then? Or maybe he's,
0: maybe he's on his notes app and is just, you know, typing out random flags. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Why does he have parents? Why are the parents giving up their position so he can take over? This system is so insane. Like, you could just take a picture. You could just take a picture of the emoji making you a face. You can
0: poke holes in the system. So, you can pill oh so many holes in the system, rather.
1: It is also so fragile that a emoji making the wrong face blows the whole thing up. Like, the yeah. whole thing blows up because meh, like Gene does not do the meh face, he does multiple emojis or something. Yeah, Multiple emoji faces, and the whole thing blows up. The whole thing goes out of its mind. You're like, wait, what? I literally texted in all caps in my notes, what happens if Alex texts outside of the emoji shifts? What happens then?
0: I mean, since he is quite young, I suppose he just doesn't text at night. <laughs> he
1: just—he's like twelve years old or thirteen years old. He's texting his buddies at night.
0: We're—we're we're, we're supposed to accept that children don't stay up past their yeah. bedtime. Past. App-
1: appar- apparently, he's also looking for porn. Which is something this movie implies pretty heavily. Oh, so, yeah. like, he's probably, like, typing in stuff, like, at the wee hours of the night. Like So, like, he's totally going to use his text app then. So, what happens to the emojis, man? He, he uses... <laughs> what, is, what is happening?
0: He uses the keyboard and potentially emojis outside of the <laughs> texting app oh, in general. So,
1: he, so there's, like, different departments for each phone and every piece of technology in which there is texting. Yes. Fun thanks the same still applies yeah because because they so wait th- that means that the computer has the night shift and they're communicating it's so fucking stupid it's um
0: it doesn't make any sense
1: it's so dumb and it's also the fact that it's a hand and it scans you with the hand you're like oh my god it's so bad
0: in terms of the quest that our protagonists go on as soon yeah. as they uh they realize that they don't want to well that stasis for them is unacceptable. I'm busting out all, all the screenwriting terms. Um, as soon as they realize that they have to be reprogrammed in order to fit into the emoji machinery. The idea is to get to the cloud. I don't know for what reason. And get the source code to get the so Oh, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no banking, sense. Ba- banking on, go to banking like on web, the fact that children to, don't understand tech terms.
1: You, they go to like a web browser, right? You go to a web browser and be like, "I'm looking for the code for the emoji apps or whatever." You don't go to the Dropbox cloud for it. That's yeah. not how clouds work. Oh no, you can't
0: get absolutely. You not. can't
1: get like anything from the cloud. You can get stuff from the cloud that you've uploaded yourself that, that to the you've cloud. set up. That's not how the cloud works.
0: What I what I was uh, trying to get to is they then say oh, the quickest way to the cloud obviously is through Just Dance. Clearly. Because (laughs) reasons. For For reasons. I've forgotten. But the way this phone is set up inside is that any emoji can, in theory, walk out of Textopolis and then walk into a different app. You could have just walked to Dropbox You didn't need to go through Just Dance. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they're like, no, I I know a shortcut through Just Dance. He's like, what?
0: I feel like children would have noticed that.
1: (laughs) I feel like because they show you like the text. They show you the wallpaper on this kid's phone, which, by the way, for a 12-year-old's phone. First of all, why does he have Dropbox? Why does a 12-year-old have Dropbox? That's the first thing. Why does a twelve-year-old have Candy Crush? Why does a twelve-year-old boy have Candy Crush? Which is another thing. Why does a twelve-year-old have uh, twelve-year-old boy have Just Dance in twenty fourteen, which is when this movie was written, in order for it to be animated? I have no idea. I'm sure I have no idea. The
0: games are much more believable. What I think is less believable is the fact that he has two texting apps. He has both the regular WeChat. texting app yes. and he has WeChat,
1: which is a Chinese texting app. It's- <laughs>
0: Which is like okay. You and I know the actual reason as to why that's in the movie. It's just I don't. Yeah,
1: we know the actual reason.
0: A young teenager would, because that's just impractical, isn't it? Yeah. But here's
1: the thing, and this this plays into the product placement thing I was saying before. The amount of time that they spend in the Candy Crush app and in the Just Dance app is insanely appropriate for 2014 and not for 2017, which is when this movie came out. So immediately. Everything about these apps is outdated. Immediately when this movie came out, all the apps are outdated. All the internet lingo is done like the fact, like oh my god, they're so bad at using internet lingo in this movie.
0: Just in terms of mobile games, what I would say is that since they are not as mainstream anymore, we underestimate the gigantic user bases that they have. Not necessarily active yeah, yeah. user basis, but you know, still inactive. Yeah. Even but yes, by I,
1: 2017, Candy Crush was not at the top of the world. I know one. I know one person, and that's my dad. They keep making levels just for him. But like, perfect. Again, by tw- by 2017, the the luster had faded on Candy Crush, and we were all aware of how shitty Candy Crush was.
0: The the mainstream like luster, was like, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think most of us were like, oh my god, Clash of Clans and Candy Crush are like actual cancers upon the gaming industry. And uh yeah, most people already knew that by 2017. And uh and no not a lot of people played it, but no, they just signed a big old check in 2014 when this had to be conceptualized. Yeah. Cuz again, they because of how animation how long animation takes, they had to write this in 2014 and then Absolutely. they animated it for 2 years and then it came out in 2017 to a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes,
0: <laughs> and to the tune of two hundred million dollars,
1: and to the tune of two hundred million dollars. Um, another thing see, that I want to talk—Pat's about...
0: expression when I said two hundred million dollars was, it, yeah, it, it was, was, it was a subtle drop, so it, it oh wouldn't be a memeable expression. However, you could see the sadness in his face. Very yeah, I'm
1: very sad. Um, clearly. So, uh, an- another thing that I really don't like about this movie. Another, th- There's a lot of stuff that I really don't like about this
0: movie.
1: Mm. Um, High Five and the person that plays him are both very annoying. <laughs> High Five is just this insanely annoying, inefficient sidekick. Uh, I don't know why Gene would ever go back and rescue him. Uh, you met him this morning, and you're like, he's my friend, I gotta rescue him for the trash. And it's like, not even Woody in Toy Story did that. Woody in Toy Story did that be, like rescued Buzz Lightyear because he knew him for several days and they were both in a traumatic situation in Sid's house together. Yeah, That's the reason why he rescues him and tries to help him out. This is like within the confines of like 24 hours or maybe like 12 hours. Cause like there's malfunctions on the kid's phone. Yeah. Then he, then shenanigans happen. Then he schedules the appointment and then he goes to the appointment the same day, which is like, that's crazy that you go to like a, I assume a Sony telephone support bar in the same day that you need help. You know what I mean? It's crazy.
0: Given that's
1: a, that's that's the a thing that's like, that, there's no way you get same day service on any phone manufacturer. I mean,
0: stuff. maybe maybe on Sony, given the fact that I don't think they're either number one or two when it comes to smartphone users
1: <laughs> making phones. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so maybe they do have same day support for that. Reason. Yeah.
1: But it's just, it's just this very generic, like, I made this friend this morning and I'm going to yeah. sacrifice my chance at happiness to go oh. back and save this annoying, lecherous little leech of a sidekick this character has. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, James Corning is annoying to begin with. But also, like, man, that high five character is just not a fun character to watch, man. If he was a little bit more fun, I'd be like, okay, like. Even the dog from Puss in Boots' last wi- last wish is a little annoying sometimes, but he's charming. Absolutely. High Five is not High Five is not charming at all. He's so annoying.
0: In order to jump on your point, I was actively rooting against all of the main <laughs> characters.
1: All of the main characters.
0: And 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 even I was even rooting against the villain. I was just hoping that the phone would get they reset are- at this uh, support appointment and yeah i i was desperately hoping that everyone would get oh, wiped God, out and then yeah. the movie would finally end
1: <laughs> and then the movie would end and then it goes on for another 20 minutes and another, and another dance number for a, for the same christina aguilera song
0: what yeah the, what was the dance move called again was it the d the emoji pop
1: oh the the emoji pop the emoji pop which is a bad dance move it's a bad dance it's move. simple
0: enough so children can do it at home pat that's the thing though it,
1: yeah, and then, like stick their tongues out, and then it's like, oh, pretend my eyes are like dollar signs. You're like, oh, sure. Um, what other notes do I have here? But oh, I have so many notes. Well, Jeez, so many notes. I can I can There's move so on many, to
0: like... to the bottom of my notes because at some yeah. point I honestly gave up and just said, <laughs> you know, I don't want this occupying that much space inside of my head. But yeah, when Gene is held up at this uh, sort of cube that has all of the emojis waiting to be scanned by this rude Goldberg contraption. (laughs) High five and Jailbreak bust in and Jailbreak climbs on the back of the robot, hacks him and defeats him that way. And my thought was... Why didn't she do that before when there were, like, (laughs) five or six robots attacking them? She could have climbed on the back, hacked one of the robots, and then had the robots fight each other.
1: Oh, my God. There's so much, like, weird hacking stuff. And, like, when they have to get through the firewall, and it's like, wait, so he needs to make different faces every time he does the password? Mm. Why? (laughs) Why? 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 Why do you I need mean, this person? Just go through the emails and try all your options, man. Like, you yeah. don't need this guy to get through. Like, the fact that you don't need this guy to get through the firewall, it's like, man, this movie's dumb, and this char- these characters are dumb, and I hate them.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, my God. And it's all, oh, my God. Also, um, oh, the fact that the trolls live in the Jailbreak app instead of the Twitter app. Oh, <laughs>
0: the,
1: the fact I mean, that they're like, yeah. why, why are the, first of all, why are there internet trolls yes. in this movie? When like trolls are people, are, but cool, cool, cool. May, maybe the implication
0: also, is that some trolls are bots. I assume that that's like the oh, basic defense. Yeah.
1: But they're not in the virus app. No, they should be in the. They should. They should be in the Twitter on or social the media. social media apps. Yeah. Yeah. While we're on the jailbreak thing, while we're on the hacking thing, in a movie that's full of product placements for how apps are great and they're gonna make your life better. Cause that's that's the the mission statement of this movie. It's like just dance. It's incredible. It's the best app oh, you're yeah. ever gonna have. Twitter. Candy Crush? It'll literally oh, amazing. Twitter will literally save your life. Twitter will mm. literally. If it wasn't for Twitter, this character would be dead. Um, literally, that's the thing the movie does. <laughs> they they need a bird. They need a tweet a Twitter bird to fly them back to Jean's location, and that's how they get to save him. That's how they get to save all of the emojis is with the stupid bird oh boy Um, so in a movie full of that stuff the fact that there is a virus or jailbreak app that is presented as something positive is insane to me (laughs) it's like you're not even being consistent at being an ad what what are you doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god just doesn't
0: work now does it
1: it does not work at all. I literally, oh, I have so many notes here. I have, yeah. Well, why would I mean, a commercial for phone apps even introduce a jailbreak app? as a good thing.
0: Mm. They wouldn't. That's the thing. They wouldn't. Just s- they. W- they wouldn't. Speed. Speed. Run through some of the notes. Come on. Let's 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 get yeah, through this. Okay.
1: Let's get through this so we can get into how we would fix this movie. Um. So, um, <laughs> this movie is about nothing. It could be a ca- cautionary tale about us using our phones too much or us being online too much but it has too many spots to sell for this to be an effective talking point of the movie or like um, um, an overall message that this movie would have if it was an actual movie for kids number two first note i have number two um uh patrick stewart why would you do that to sir patrick stewart the great patrick stewart why would you do that to them
0: they probably Um, had to pay a premium for him number three
1: uh wait so emojis eat they have heartbeats they have all this stuff but there's like emoji they eat pizza and chinese food even though there's emojis of pizza and chinese food what is this um that's the horrifying
0: uh, existential dilemma of the emojis number four
1: of the emojis um so there's a scene where high five introduces finger puppets and he's like i have a full collection it's like why? Why do you have a full collection of anything? You're an emoji. You're a computer program. But, like, whatever. Fair sure. enough. Number five. Um, There is a B story in this movie that did not need to happen, which is both of Matt's parents, like, having marital issues <laughs> throughout this movie. They have
0: marital issues, and then...
1: <laughs> they have marital issues, and they, like, split up. Like, their relationship yes. falls apart, so they split up. And then they get back together, and Gene Zen is like, I'm also a super like I'm. He's like I'm also a mutant. Apparently, I'm also one of the X-Men. My son is an X-Man. I'm an X-Man too. We can make multiple expressions. You're like you're the I'm the lame. I'm like you're the lamest fucking mutants.
0: Yes, and the, yeah, the relationship the, falls apart. From I can I can me. add a little bit to that as well. I can add a little bit to that as well. They reunite over walking into an Instagram picture that the human who owns this phone took in paris and they walk into that picture and it all of a sudden becomes this augmented reality thing where they're able to see things that realistically couldn't have been caught in the photograph you see what i mean yeah so yeah i know yeah it could have just been a flat surface man i mean
1: yeah it's so bad such a bad movie,
0: anyway. Um, so my point number six is, um, come on.
1: So, so, uh, Smiler, the main antagonist of this movie, the one who runs the text app, yes. she is insanely worried about the integrity of the phone. She is worried about how, if Gene is a malfunction and the phone is taken for repairs, that they're going to be deleted, right? Right, if Smiler is so worried about the integrity of the phone. Why hasn't she just sent her bots to kill all the viruses in the jailbreak app, which are much more likely to take the to make you take the phone for revision than an emoji being weird? Because you can also like if you if an emoji is weird, you can just be like, "Well, I typed in the wrong emoji." (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's much easier to excuse than I don't know walking to the phone support and saying, "Oh, there's this weird app here that has like viruses on it." What? Why? Why did you get that?
1: Yeah, no, it's it's so dumb. Um, that's not even how Just Dance works. That's another note that I have. Okay, that was number um, seven. Number have, eight. Um, number eight. Christina Aguilera sure is a hit with 2014 slash 2017 kids. Christina Aguilera all the rage. She's all the rage. circa 2015 when this movie was probably rewritten. To fit the kids, you know what
0: I mean? And you know what? She got that back, so I respect her. Next point.
1: <laughs> um, Next one. Uh, So, Jailbreak is like, well, I'm always looking out for number one. And May is like, well, looking out for number one makes no sense if there's no other numbers, which is a bat line. Yeah. And then Jailbreak goes, what? I never thought about that. I I guess we got to go save high five. <laughs>
0: hmm. <laughs> So it, it, it may sound like we're native English speakers. I honestly had never heard the expression "I'm always looking out for number one" ever. But that in real
1: life, no. That's a that's like a detective procedural line.
0: Okay. Huh.
1: I've I've heard that line in like movies. Like I gotta look out for number one. Like I've heard that line in movies before. Like it's a very movie line of like, "Hey, you know what I mean? I gotta look out for number one." I don't know why I'm channeling. Uh, Mickey Goldmill from the Rocky movies. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Christina, the 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 whole um. Oh my God, the whole I gotta look out for number one, and then that line, and it's like, you know what? I've never thought about other people before. <laughs> I guess we gotta go. <laughs> I guess we gotta go save high five. You're like, okay, yeah. This movie sucks. Um. Uh. Next note that I have. Uh, no one is having fun in this movie. <laughs> no one. No one is having fun. Except for Stephen Wright and Jennifer Coolidge, which is what I was saying, um,
0: and they might have. I mean, you can't see their faces while recording the voiceover. Maybe they didn't yeah. have fun either.
1: Maybe they didn't have. Just fun saying. Either. Um, I don't like how this world looks. Like it looks very generic, and it look like the animation is fine, but the design of the emojis, like the way they're distributed in terms of like body mass, free- weirded me out. And the way their environments look is so generic and it's just so, so dumb. It's like, oh, my God. It's
0: basic and it's boring as hell.
1: It's basic and it's boring as hell. Um, uh, Alex has his crush's name as a password, which immediately makes him a creep. Yes. And the fact that Gene is like, well, if I needed a password, I'd use a girl that I like as my password. You're like, that's not how girls that you like work. No. Not even if I had been dating someone for multiple years. Maybe, maybe if I had been dating someone for multiple years, it would be like, well, maybe you're my password to one thing. But to I, Dropbox? <laughs> First of all, your yeah, Dropbox but, is like, okay.
0: Well, if I was dating someone, the thing that I would use, the thing of theirs that I would use as a password, maybe would be their birthday. Not their name, though.
1: Maybe, yeah, that's right. Maybe their birthday. But you're still a creep. (laughs) You're still a creep if you do that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Also, uh, why does Dropbox require a password but getting into the YouTube app, the Instagram app, the WeChat app, the um, Candy Crush app, kind of, why – none of those need a password? You don't need a password. Like, if you're getting into – the idea is that if you have Dropbox on your phone and you click the app, it's already open, Mm. right? So – why when you go into the YouTube app, you don't need a password. When you go into the Dropbox app, not only is there a firewall which is like oh also they make a point of like, oh, um, don't worry, no viruses, no bots can get in here. This app's too secure. <laughs> You're like, oh
0: man. I mean that that that's something they they were forced to put in from Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that that felt like Ferris was forced to deliver that line at gunpoint like every other <laughs> actor in this movie. Um Another note that I have, uh, why are there whales in the Spotify app? Like, they're sailing through the the streams, which is like, okay, streaming, cute. They they uh-huh. explain
0: it briefly. It makes zero sense still.
1: It makes zero sense. First first of all, like, I get the joke about streaming. You're like, uh-huh, cute, because streaming, they're in streams. But then a whale shows up. It's like, why are there whales in Spotify? And it's like, wait, why are there whales on this body of water? These are supposed to be streams. <laughs> So, again, the joke makes no sense. Um, And the final note that I have, and the thing that annoyed me the most about this movie and was really, like, the nail in the coffin of, like, the whole product placement thing is that emojis are the best way to communicate with other people. They're the language of love, according to this movie. And an emoji making multiple, like, hard-eye and hard-kissy faces is the key to winning over a girl's heart. That's the note that I have. And then the final note is, I hate this for like the seventh time. Well, if, whole list. man,
0: I should have known that's the way to to yeah. conquer, to to romance a woman is to, man, <laughs> to to do like a gif of an emoji. Well, what have I been doing I've my sent, whole life?
1: I've sent a bunch of drunken DMs to Dua Lipa asking her if she's watched the Sandman show. I literally sent that one to Dua Lipa. I was very drunk, and I sent a DM to Dua Lipa, and I said, "Did you watch the Sandman show? It was pretty good." Uh, who knew that I just had to send I mean, an emoji? Now you know, and everything would be better. Now I know. Uh, do you have any random notes that you want to talk about before we go into how we would fix this movie?
0: Honestly, man, like I've taken pages <laughs> of notes for the first two films that we cover. <laughs> I tried to limit this as much as I could. So I've run through most of my notes. The way I would fix this movie is I would, uh, I I don't know, maybe break into the executive who greenlit this, break into their car and leave a note that says, I am from the future. Do not proceed on production for the Emoji (laughs) movie. Okay. Maybe something like that. In a more
1: serious... note. Uh, me too I mean I I wouldn't have watched this movie If I didn't have to You know what I mean Yeah uh, But you guys chose My personal nightmare Which is this movie um, So what's, what's another The way that I would fix this movie Personally In a more serious note Yeah Is I would make this movie About something Like I would That's the most I, Again It's a very dumb thing to say Like I would make this movie I would make a story Tell a story hmm. You know what I mean Have like a premise, like a psychological, philosophical premise, and uh, I think the way, the easiest way to do it would be to remove the product placement and like just make up your own like surrogate versions of these apps, so you actually have something to say about them, and you're not hamstrung by having to say how secure Dropbox is or how fun Candy Crush is. You know what I mean? Like if if you if like I don't know why you had to make it Candy Crush. You could just make up any phone game. You could just make, make up a phone game and have it be a commentary about how, like, we play on our phones. That, that's all we do. And it's like, yeah, it's a could. dumb message, and it's a very basic message, but it's something.
0: Snackle puzzle or something like that. You could have called it out. I don't know. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Um. I would also um. at least... Because here's the thing. Something that Mitchell versus the Machines does so well is that it's so good at using internet humor... Because instead of referencing specific memes like this does, mm. and it really dates this, like the pen, pineapple, apple pen thing that's really right. sets this movie, really sets this movie in 2017. Mm. Uh, with twi- It's really 2014 in that one moment that's really 2017, which is like pen, pineapple, apple pen. Mitchell's and Machines is so good because it uses a sense of humor that is associated with the internet instead of using specific jokes or references. Yeah, specific references. Internet culture. Yeah, the fact that it uses like cut-out animation and it has like weird voices and stuff like that like that's the spice of life for making funny stuff on the internet and I think this movie was like really counting on like oh, did you see that Anna Faris said the word slay or NBD or that James Corden said shade. It's like oh my god, just just like have actual funny people write this.
0: Mike White is a funny man i feel like
1: yeah mike mike white very funny man
0: i feel like there was no chance that the way it is sort of conceived with the excessive amount of product integration There's there's no world where this is good with product integration the way that it's executed here yeah and most brands are not gonna let you make fun of them anyways
1: exactly yeah but they do like they have like a like a part in uh, when they're like about to enter the instagram thing where they go into the instagram thing and then the instagram thing is like uh everyone's like look at my lunch look at my gym routine look at my dog that's facebook
0: but but i i digress that's facebook that's not instagram facebook
1: well, same di- same difference. They're both meta. They're both meta um, now, yeah. And, like, if you could make up an app and just be like, oh, this is clearly a parody of Facebook. Yeah, Bookface. You know what I mean? Make it Bookface. <laughs> Bookface is fine. You know what I mean? Like, just make it Bookface and just have something to say that isn't just like, oh, being yourself is more important than anything. It's like, yeah, man, I've, I've watched a Pixar movie before.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean... The premise is well, super basic. Most movies premises are, are super basic, except that the execution mm-hmm. is much more creative than what we got yeah. here the, the, the this premise... movie
1: is literally wreck it Ralph, but bad. This movie is pretty much like it's like this imperfection, this character that's like that wants to like uh this character that wants to escape this situation where everyone hates him. yeah. So he goes on this journey, and then, but it's like all digital, and it's like a bunch of IP being thrown in your face, like Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. But like, at least Wreck-It Ralph is good, <laughs> and this movie's bad. But, I mean, I don't know how this movie could be this bad except for all the product placement. If it wasn't for this much product placement, I think we could have a half-decent movie. Yeah,
0: but the premise for... I mean, the super, super broken-down premise of Finding Nemo is... If you love someone, yeah. let them go. Right? That's yeah. the plot of Finding Nemo broadly described in one sentence. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I, I've been trying to come up with a similar sentence for the Emoji Movie. I suppose being yourself is good might be the <laughs> sentence for the Emoji Movie. Yeah.
1: That's the premise. That's the one-sentence premise for the Emoji
0: The one-sentence premise with... As I think we've established over the last almost 90 minutes, horrible execution.
1: <laughs> just the worst. Oh my God, man, this was a bad movie. Uh, but I hope, uh, I, I genuinely hope I never have to see or talk about this movie yeah. again. I probably will. Cause there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I didn't know you hated the emoji movie so much. And I'm going to be like, yes, I detest it. Really don't like it.
0: Oh, absolutely not. I, would not recommend under absolutely any circumstance. No, such is life, man.
1: Yeah, just let's just forget about this movie, and I'm gonna rewatch Mitchells or Machines tomorrow to watch this stank out of my soul. Yeah,
0: I'm <laughs> gonna watch Barry on HBO Max after we're done. Uh, oh, wonderful! We're, we're done recording this as a as a sort of palate cleanser.
1: Oh, wonderful! Is the new season any good?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. the The cool. first couple of episodes have been both uh, hilarious and very dramatic and very engaging.
1: That sounds like good TV to me. And um, and Max? and
0: Bill Hader. Fun fact, just quickly before wrapping up, he does a watch along podcast with Sean Fennessy on the The Ringer Prestige Television podcast feed. So right. After the episode comes out, you can listen to this podcast where Sean Fantasy, who is a great journalist, interviews Bill Hader about the episode. And he oh, he, he has some very, great. very, very interesting stories about the production.
1: Yeah. Apparently, Bill Hader is like a film con- television connoisseur. Like, yeah. Hearing him talk about old movies is super fascinating. Kind of like hearing Nick Cage talk about old movies. You're like, Absolutely. oh, these people are super knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing Nick Cage talk about like, uh, *Caligari* and *Beauty and the Beast* from the '40s and stuff like that is super fun. So yeah, yeah and I'm definitely also check out that there's podcast. there's
0: the Criterion Closet Picks video of Bill Hader. Oh yeah, that's also a, a a gem of an internet video. So I think it's time to wrap this one up.
1: Yeah, Max. Whatever are we gonna replace the emoji movie with on the poll for next week?
0: Well, should we also? keep the spot free for other animated movies
1: um i can't think of animated movies that are worse than this huh so i would just go i would just go for maybe like a box office success and that's the slot that this belongs in
0: okay all right well i'm looking at the list of movies that i prepared for this pod and i don't think any of those were successful at the box office
1: how about uh we do uh i don't know huh maybe not like a box office success or maybe a movie that's like notoriously bad uh like tom cruise's mummy
0: sure let then let let's have that spot be the blockbuster spot then and sure. it got a, a that sounds good. multinational very wide release
1: and it was bad and it was <laughs> also bad. it turned
0: out to be Well, yeah, less than ideal. Okay, then The Mummy will replace the Emoji Movie on the poll that will be posted midweek. Do not forget to vote in this poll. Yes. Just right before we go, I just thought of something. One last thing. After I had written down my notes, I went through old Letterboxd reviews for the Emoji Movie, and there's someone I follow on Letterboxd. She's uh, a not going to call out her account but she wrote a very brief re- review where she says why would you want me to have kids when when <laughs> if i have to expose them to this <laughs> i th- I think i botched the quote. i think i slightly misquoted it but i just felt like yeah. i had to share it. it it made me laugh it's wonderful it's it's, it's absolutely wonderful but anyway pat where can people find you
1: Oh, my God. They can find me uh, on multiple social media platforms. And by multiple, I mean two, which are Twitter and Instagram as Patterson Idiot. I am bilingual. I post jokey bits on the Twitter thing. Okay. And I post mostly podcast stuff on the Instagram feed. Uh, But, yeah, that's where you can find me. Hey, Max, I got a question for you. Yes. Where can we find you?
0: Well, you can find me on Instagram at Maswer, which is M-A-S-W-E-R. And you can find yeah. me... I'm just going to plug my letterbox even though not as much people use it. You can find me on there as M-A-S-W-E-R 11, Maswer 11. I've started yeah. to use it properly now, which I didn't do for a couple of years. Yeah. And it's, and it's been really fun. It's a really fun app. Me too. Shout out letterbox.
1: It's a really... It's a really fun app, shout out Letterboxd, uh, send us stuff. Um, we are going to, before we go, we are going to do some housekeeping again. Yes. Uh, we're available on Spotify, soon we're going to be available on other platforms, and on the Spotify at least, I don't know if this is available on other platforms, we have a Q&A uh, option that is habilitated, habilitated, on, yes. uh, <laughs> it is uh, available on all of our episodes so far. Uh, the poll is not only going up on my instagram it is also going up on the actual podcast episode a day after publishing so uh send us questions send us stuff that we can turn into content for you guys send us movie suggestions even send us movie suggestions send us stuff that we could put into this show so we can put it in the pool and then later the poll the pool and the poll. that's the uh, the two elements of the show so far Max, it has absolutely been absolutely fantastic. it was It was an absolutely harrowing experience to re-watch the emoji movie, but it was fun to just yell at it with you.
0: I'm glad that you got that level of catharsis out of you. That's what this is for,
1: yeah, man. Uh, we will try to be more positive in the future uh, unless we end up in a movie that Max hates as equally as I hate this movie, just like hmm. miserably, horrendously. oh my God, this is the worst. let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, Let's hope we don't do that to Max. Uh, And thank you very much for listening once more. Shout out to our listeners or listener from Tuscany. Uh, I hope you're having a wonderful day.
0: See you next week.
1: See you next week. Bye Bye.